Welcome to the BizBos Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. Got this guy right here, my co-host, Eli Libby. Thank you. Uh, we got a really fun topic today. We're going to be talking about money. Everyone likes to talk about money, yeah. especially if you got it. If you don't got it, it's not fun to talk about. But let's talk about how you can get money. Very, very, very true. Um, we're going to be debunking some myths today. Okay. Uh, so we got a really cool um, topic, debunking money myths with a uh, someone that really understands mm-hmm. the whole market. Um, Mythbuster. And to help you. Mythbuster. <laughs> and to help you protect, grow, and preserve your wealth. Today we have um, a great guest, Stephanie Walter of... Uh, Airbay Wealth. She is the CEO of Airbay Wealth, a capital raiser, syndicator, and real estate investor. She recently retired and sold her insurance agency of 16 years by following the key principles she teaches professionals to use. She teaches professional people to unlearn what most of us have been wired to think about money and re-educating people on attaining lasting wealth. She is a gateway between these professionals and well-vetted deals. Her and her husband and young son live in Colorado. We're in Central Oregon. Similar climates. Yep, Welcome yep. to the show, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We're very excited to have you. Really excited to dive into yes. this topic, debunking Looking money. Forward bits. to the topic because I feel like money probably has a lot of myths out there. Yes, I, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely agree. Well, cool. Um, well, as we start off and we we jump in here, love to learn a little bit more about your background, who you are, and how you've got to where you are today. Yeah, I my story isn't that different from most people out of college. I, I got a job um, just as a W-2 employee, uh, worked there for, for I want to say, you know, eight years in the industry um, and then kind of came to my breaking point of, you know, getting my a 2% raise and uh, and just had bought my first house and was looking at my take-home pay after all the taxes were taken out and went home to my dad uh, or went and talked to my dad uh, and who was a second generation entrepreneur and uh, just kind of talked to him about my frustrations and he was like well, you know, you know, you know what to do. You can work, keep working for someone else, or you can, um, you can be your own boss and and you can make Mm -hmm. it happen. And so I uh, started an insurance agency, um, about 16 years ago. And, uh, uh, while I did that, I, I invested in real estate because I kind of grew up watching my dad do, you know, small single family rentals, kind of a buy and hold strategy. Okay. Didn't didn't really have a lot of like knowledge at all, more just like I knew areas that I felt would have some growth eventually. Right. And, you know, was, was, you know, pretty lucky with that, but Denver everywhere has grown. So (laughs) to buy anywhere has been a good thing. But in 2016, I was invited to like a boot camp to listen about apartment investing and uh, got in there and heard about what a syndication was and uh, just, you know, my mind was blown. I, I was like, this is, this, is what I want to do. This makes sense. I just love the idea of a group of people investing in something much bigger than anyone could do on their own. And so, yeah, I did my first syndication by myself in 2018 and uh, kind of realized that I never ever wanted to do a syndication by myself again. (laughs) Um, So I met uh, my partner um, that's, 
we kind of had complementary uh, skill sets okay. and uh, just started working together with him in 2019. And we're now on our eighth uh, syndication together. But uh, I, he is very good at finding the deals, vetting the deals, running the deals. I'm very good at raising money. And so cool. uh, from that, I just worked with a lot of like normal people, but also a lot of really wealthy people. And I just found it really interesting the way that they use their money. And it was so different than the way that I was taught to use money. And every so in 2018, I kind of switched my strategy to do what they were doing. And um, in 2000, and actually this year, July of 2021, I sold my business and can retire. Um, but uh, I don't want to retire so i i get to do what i love every day which is this that's great wow that's yeah. cool wow what a cool story thanks for walking us through that it's sure. very cool. it's very very cool. so without going too deep because i know this is a whole nother avenue yeah. what exactly is real estate syndication mm -hmm. real estate syndication is where you have like a a couple people professional people that go and they find the deal they okay. vet the deal. For us, we look at hundreds of deals before we find one that works. And wow. then we get it under contract. And then we present it to a group of investors. And investors mm -hmm. uh, come in and invest their money. And then they are truly passive. We run the whole deal. We operate the deal. And they get sent cash flow checks every month, um, which which is, you know, um, yeah. Wow. Wow. And then are, I'm sorry, are the investors investing in the purchase? Or are they investing in the renovations or is it kind of a mix of both or? Nope. They're actually investing in the property itself. And so oh. it's an LLC we create and they own a shares in our LLC. Wow. And wow. That's so, cool. Yeah, it is. Another topic we could talk about. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That is really cool. Cool. So, Obviously, you're in the money, the yes. money industry, and you're moving money and figuring mm. the best ways to invest it. Like you said, you've talked to some people that are very wealthy, and it's interesting how they use their money to leverage it. Yep. Um, I would imagine with that, there's a lot of myths that we've all been ingrained growing up, watching others do what we're taught, what kind of like the streamline says to do. So let's talk a little bit about those money myths and mm. let's debunk them and get rid of them and kind of show you the okay. real places to go with your rock and roll. Well, I'd, I'd read a, a book um, a few years ago. It's called Killing Sacred Cows. It's uh, Garrett Gunderson is the author. I don't have any connection to him at all, but his book starts out with changing your mindset. And I find that that really has to happen to be able to debunk the money myths. Yeah. But um largely we're raised with an accumulation mindset which mm -hmm. just means that we uh you know we accumulate our money and it sits over here and we wait for it to grow into its nice big golden egg and then we start taking money out of it um there's you know a lot of problems with that in the sense that a lot of that time a lot of the times we don't know what we're invested in we don't right. uh, we don't know the fee structure, you know, that gets taken out of uh, oh, our money or even how much we're paying. But the largest unknown is what will the tax rates be in those yeah. 20 or right. 30 years when we go to get it? 
And those are all things that a wealthy per person would not put up with. Um, they, they want to have active control of their money and that it's working for them at any time. So their mindset on money is utilization. They're, uh, they look at their money as working for them. And, uh, the, you know, they're not looking at it to set aside. They're looking for it to do something for them <laughs> and specifically to provide cash flow to them. So one of the big money myths is mm. the biggest one that, you know, changed my outlook on things was that if you asked a wealthy person do uh, to pick between what's more important to them, their net worth or their cash flow, they're going to tell you a thousand percent cash flow. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. that's me and probably a lot of other investors. I got involved in buying houses and um, just being like, wow, let's look at that net worth. That's nice. Right. But, you know, I was, I was, my cash flow was pitiful. <laughs> and right. um, and it, so to have changed that mindset into cash flow, that, that made all the difference in my life. Right. Is that because the net worth isn't liquid and the cash flow is real, real dollars? It's yep, something cash flow is, happening. yep, they're looking at uh, being paid in, in every investment. What, uh, you know, what are they getting right now so that they can take that money and do something else with it? Right. Got it. Just because you might be worth $10 million doesn't mean you can yeah. tap into $10 million. Right. If you've got cash flow and yeah. That mm -hmm. makes, yeah. Why do you think our current mindset is around accumulation? Where do you think that came from? I, you know, I don't know. I've, I've tried to think about it. I think, mm -hmm. For some reason, we've been told, you know, there was that shift, at least in my generation, of because I have, you know, older adults and mm -hmm. um, that got into the defined benefit mm -hmm. uh, pension. So they worked for a company for a certain amount of years, and then they worked forever how how long, and then yeah. they got their pension at the end, and that was like guaranteed, right. and they got it. But then somewhere. In the middle of my working years, that kind of went away, I think, in the early 80s. And then it became this 401k right. as, as a default, I think. And Got it. Um, if you start to really examine, you kind of follow the money. Who makes the money? But right. there's definitely some people that make money by keeping that as really the only option that people think that they have for their money. Uh, so it's, it's the fun, the people managing those funds. It's, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, just the financial institutions, the financial advisors, all of those people have, have, you know, they get something out of it. Totally. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes, that makes total sense. Makes a lot of sense. So what else, what else myths do we got? Yeah. I, a myth I think I get from a lot of people because I work, I try to outreach to a lot of new investors um, and I do work with a lot of older, well, wealthy investors mm -hmm. as well. But um, the new investors tend to think that, um, you know, the wealthy people get wealthy because they are willing to be very risky with their money. Mm -hmm. That's very high risk, very high returns yeah. for for um, and that is not 
at all the case. Um, these investments, specifically these um, syndications, are extremely recession-proof recession yeah. uh, assets that have been proven time and time again, most recently through COVID, that they perform incredibly well. Um, with very, very little risk. And I believe that is because they have uh, that you're investing in a tangible asset. Yeah, right. And uh, that's another thing that um, wealthy people invest in, which would be like businesses, um, mm -hmm. you know, something that has a value to it. Even though an apartment complex, people think of that as real estate, but it's right. actually just a big business. You know, you yeah. have... Uh, expenses and income and payroll and yep. all these different things that you need to keep, you know, under control and growing to, to grow the business. So totally. is that what you guys are doing? You guys are running yes. those? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Yeah, that is really, really cool. So how do you usually like, um, how do you guys usually like, are most people, most clients that you're working with, are they usually already kind of like on track of that kind of like mindset? Mm. Or do you a lot of times do you kind of like have to get people to correct that mindset? Or do they kind of already come to you because they already talk the lingo and understand? No. Yeah. I get a lot of, I get, when I first started, I, I got a lot of the more wealthy investors that kind of knew, knew things. Mm -hmm. But now my outreach is really towards people my own age and younger to let them know that this is an option out there. Mm -hmm. So people are at certain levels of, you know, being able to do this or, or not. Mm -hmm. But I want them to understand that this is an option and it's a it's a great option to consider. So just depending mm -hmm. on some people are need to be educated from, mm -hmm. you know, the very beginning, you know, and the, the, to be walked through each and every step, which is fine. Right. But what I find, which is something that I think speaks to what we do, is that, you know, we'll take people with, with a smaller investment because we know that once they go through a whole cycle with us, that they they love it so much that they'll, mm -hmm. they'll put a, a lot more money into it That's than the next time. Yeah. But like, I feel like both my partner and I, our goal is to make our investors like really happy mm -hmm. telling everybody about us, telling everybody about syndications mm -hmm. and just kind of getting the word out and Absolutely. getting that cash flow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So is your average like earner, can they buy into this? Like what's your, what's like the average, I don't know if they buy um, into well, Honestly, for like. on the. Yeah, it depends on the what, because each property is different, you know, right. of what we end up doing. But there are two types. It's a 506C is one type and a 506B is another type. 506C means you need to be an accredited investor. Uh -huh. An accredited investor just means that you have a net worth of a million dollars, um, but that can't include your primary residence. Or you have a uh, income of two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand a year. Hmm. Um, yeah, those are those are the the qualifications. Okay. We also have a five hundred six B properties, and those are for maybe your. It's called a sophisticated investor, which is just someone that 
has invested in the stock market, has some idea of what terms mean and stuff like that. And they can participate as well. So, um, yeah. And is it like a, like large sum investment, not large sum, but like a, like a, like a sum of money or is there terms you, do these people pay like over time or is it kind of like, okay, this is everyone's fair share in this property. This is what you owe in order for us to move forward or how does that work? Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's just think of it as like you would be purchasing rental property on your own. So we obtain the yeah. financing and then we have about 20% um, left that, and that's where our investors contribute is, um, for that 20% and they do contribute a lump sum. It, the lowest is 50,000. Um, and then we go up from there as far as contributions, but I find like a lot of people, you know, the biggest myth I think is, is the 401k is, is what it comes down to. And so, I talked to a lot of people that have 401ks that have maybe at a prior work, they have one just sitting there. Um, I'm a real advocate of either getting out of it and paying the taxes, which isn't very popular, or um, rolling it into a self-directed IRA. And those people can invest directly into a syndication from that. Hmm. Does it take very long? Like, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars. Like you said, the minimum typically is. Does it take very long to get a return? And that, like, a, you know, no, yeah, it depends on our. You know, the we. It depends on what the story is on on yeah. our property, but it usually takes about three months to stabilize it, and then at that time, again, yeah. depending on the property, you right. get like a seven or eight percent return that's paid to you in cash flow okay. and we hold the properties between three and five years and then at the end and i'm speaking you know of what we've done in the past so yeah. we have uh we're in our eighth property right now we are returning annualized returns of over 20 percent in all of our wow. properties then, so it's yeah. a it's a and fantastic it, wealth Right. And it gets great appreciation over three to five years. And totally. that's kind of where the, the larger yeah. sums are. And then you can reinvest that maybe yeah. to a different property or especially mm-hmm. those larger areas, wow. those booming areas. Yeah. And money. ours, ours is really Florida. Yeah. I mean, we have Texas, but Florida cool. is definitely um, ours. And the reason being is my partner is uh, been in Florida for the past 35 years and he was wow. a commercial broker. Got it. You know so that. I was, yeah, so we get a lot of yeah. off-market deals, and our philosophy is we want to buy, you know, make our money on the buy. We we don't mm-hmm. ever want to promise because when you're working with investors' money, you won't, you know, we're just very right. conservative with that. Totally. Yeah. So is it you don't have to be a Florida resident though? You have investors from all around. Yep, I have investors from all around. Yep, you do not have to be from Florida. So wow. this has become more of a 21 questions. Yeah. I, I'm so, <laughs> I had no idea about, I mean, I knew there was people could get together and invest, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize this was. No. A, yeah. And the thing is, is that yeah. I find really interesting is that the majority of people are like, well, I've just never heard of this. This is right. so weird. And I say, you know, we stay kind of in 
I don't know, mid the mid range, I guess we, we started smaller, like at 23 and now we're at 53 and the most recent one we have is 160 units, but we, there are, you know, 300, 500, 600 units. And you know, who's out there buying those big companies that work with insurance money because insurance have they have to be very conservative with their money, but they end up with huge, large sums of money and they do these huge syndications with their mm-hmm. money. Pension funds do it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, just the wealthy. Have you ever heard of a family office? I know yeah. Yeah. a few, I don't know, a few months ago, they were talking about Tom Brady's family office. So he has mm-hmm. an office of people that invest his money and they invest hugely in um syndications because it's a very conservative uh place but excellent returns um so yeah so i say do what the wealthy do (laughs) absolutely yeah exactly what the wealthy do uh so with monthly cash flow um can do a lot of people is it usually just paid out or do a lot of people like reinvest that money like that what like what you see on average should people usually they keep it they keep it um the cash flow until we have another property and okay. for us we're just so strict about what we will accept for our investors we only do probably two uh a year and so okay. there we're just very selective but yeah people keep people probably keep some of their cash flow to invest again yeah i would imagine yeah. but then yeah. there's a another thing that the wealthy think of that we don't think of, which I've noticed a lot in this industry, which is taxes. The wealthy are much, they're much more concerned with tax strategy than even how much money they make out of the investment. And that's another beautiful thing about these properties is we do, I don't like to get super into the logistics of it, but it's called the cost segregation study. And we do one on every property we buy. And the reason we do it is it's something where we accelerate depreciation. It's completely, um, it's been around for the last hundred years. And, um, you know, Biden's had some proposals of getting rid of certain real estate tax strategies, cost segregation hasn't even been brought up. Um, So we're, we're like, yay. But the so we depreciate, you know, what would normally be like 39 years down to like one, five, seven years. So that means if if we're investing in a $10 million building, then, you know, our investors will get, I mean, it's roughly, but say you invest $50,000 or says $100,000 for math purposes. And you get 43% of a tax savings that first year. So you get a $43,000 um, right off on the taxes for, from your tax oh liability. That's insane. So, <laughs> yeah. So these are lots of reasons and lots of thought processes that wealthy people have that we, average people don't have. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I feel like this is something, this style of investing, it it's not necessarily for wealthy people. I mean, I know mm-hmm. these are large sums of money for the average person, but a lot of people it's have that much money saved. Yeah. Uh, one sec. I'm going to change it back to that. 
Sorry, one second. No, that's fine. <laughs> Camera died. There we are. <laughs> no, yeah, I come. I, I'm I'm stunned because I come across a lot of people, you know, just sitting on the money because there is so much uncertainty right now. Of what's going right. to happen? And it, they're just sitting with it in the bank and. Yeah, um, it's like, let's <laughs> yeah leverage it. Yeah, and, work for it. I spoke at a conference a couple of weeks ago about um, inflation and, mm -hmm. you know, we all know that's going to happen. But what was really interesting about this is I did um, just kind of looked back at what rents have done from 1980 to 2000 to this year, 2021. And on average, rents have gone up 8.8%. 8.86 percent a year so oh, you think that. about that yeah. and it's, yeah. and i and you're just like that's that's an excellent inflation yeah. hedge yeah <laughs> you it's know right. so yeah there wow. is there any other any other quick myths that you want to throw at us or did you think we kind of i feel like i, I was just a mm -hmm. over here asking <laughs> is there any other ones you wanted to pinpoint no, i mean i just think you know, as far as, you know, a place to put your money in uncertain times, I think this is an excellent strategy. It's been around once you start to do some research, you'll see it's been around for a really long time. I think in the past 20 years, it's become more accessible to, you know, the average right. investor because of the internet, I think. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of what I look at as my mission going forward is just telling people about it and letting them right. know that that's definitely something they can do. You, um, I have a, a report you can download on my website that just is uh, the five reasons that this type of investing might be for you. Very cool. Um, and uh, that can get you started. I also have a series of videos on my website that just kind of, I answer, the mostly common questions I get asked from investors. So um, that really, yeah, a lot of people have kind of the same questions. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know, we always have one last question with our, um, with our guests. If there was one nugget that you hope that really sunk into our guests, what would that be? Or our listeners, what would that be? <laughs> I, I would just hope that it, you would, not be afraid to look at something that you haven't heard of um, right. and just be open to it um, because having, you know, a regular cash flow coming in can, can really change your life. I mean, right. and, and uh, we don't always have to do everything the way that we've been taught and right. taking more control of your money shouldn't be really a scary thing. Absolutely. It's true. Yeah. Make work for you. Awesome. Well, Stephanie, thank you so yes. much for uh, dropping some amazing value. If they wanted to find you, maybe get involved in mm -hmm. you know some real estate syndication or learn more about those five different uh, tips that you got, where would they find that? That is at um, www.erbewealth.com. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. What a great show. I, 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 was, I really enjoyed that. I had 21 questions yeah, because awesome. my mind started here, but I, I, yep. I, a, I only got you for 30 minutes. So I had to get <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, well, thank Kathy. you. Well, we appreciate it so much. Um, 
we look forward to hopefully having you maybe on a follow-up podcast and uh we'll make sure to keep in touch yes that sounds great thank you awesome thank you stephanie Uh (laughs) well thank you so much for joining us on the biz bros podcast again another amazing episode another amazing guest value packed and if you haven't yet please subscribe to our podcast anywhere that you listen and we look forward to having you on our next biz bros podcast see you guys